ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another great and fun episode of the Football Forecast brought to you by the FOE Podcast. I'm back with Josh and King Petty, the Petty Guy, Jason, once again. And we got a couple decent topics for you today, so we're going to go ahead and jump right in it. We all saw the massacre of the Buccaneers and the Seahawks, two teams that are considered favorites to go to the Super Bowl and possibly win it. And they did not look like Super Bowl contenders on Sunday. So my question, because I already know what Jason going to say, but my question is, who needs to go ahead and hit this panic button? The Buccaneers or the Seahawks? Uh, ha, 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 ha. Um, was that a yawn or was that just dang, that, boy? I can't believe Tom Brady embarrassed me like that. Um, That was definitely Tom Brady embarrassing me. Um. I'll probably say I'll lean harder towards the Buccaneers pressing the panic button. Even though I feel like it just to be honest, the game felt like the first game to me. How shit went down. Uh the offensive line wasn't protecting my man's. Uh receivers was dropping shit or just wasn't getting open. It just felt like the season started all over again. And it was worse this time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Seahawks, we honestly, the only thing wrong with the Seahawks is they pass defense. They can put up points. It's just defense can't stop nobody else. Jason, that's a big problem. It is a big problem, but I still feel like um, all the players being healthy in the Buccaneers for some reason has not synced up yet. So I don't know if that's they gonna work that out soon. I don't know if that's gonna be worked out by the end of the season. But I'm, I'm I think the Buccaneers still have more issues to iron out than the Seahawks not being able to stop anybody on defense. Okay, Josh. Uh, I, I'm on the same side. Um, I don't think either team needs to be pushing pushing the panic button. Not quite yet, but I do lean Tampa Bay just because. Obviously, Seattle has a horrible secondary, horrible pass defense. But when you got guys on the other side of the field, like Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, they're always going to bail you out. They're No matter, I mean, I guess not no matter you know who you're facing because they just lost to the Bills. But for the most part, these this trio, they're going to put up enough points to win most games. And when you look at the divisions, Seattle is ahead of the Cardinals and the Rams. I have the Cardinals being, uh, we talked about on the poll last week, Mm -hmm. Cardinals being one of those teams you want to watch in the second half of the season. So I think the Cardinals could make a run for the division lead, but I think Seattle has a pretty firm grasp on this division. And then you got Tampa Bay, who just got swept by the Saints. The Saints are ahead, plus they have the tiebreaker. It's looking better for Seattle, so I would I would say Tampa Bay just a little bit more. Oh man, I feel like I'm the only one that would actually say Seattle, even though I understand what you guys mean by the Buccaneers. But uh, I've seen this too many times before, especially with a similar team called the Green Bay Packers. You just have a really really good offense, and their defense is trash. And Russell can't bail him out that many times. I mean, he's done great this year. He's been Superman for that team. But 
something got to happen. Some type of, you know, adjustments on defense to that secondary. Grab somebody. Do whatever you have to do to fix it. I'm not saying that you got to be, you got to just completely stop everybody, but you got to be at least able to make key plays to keep y'all in the game. Because everybody's just going to light up that defense if they keep noticing that, you know, hey, they're not going to make no adjustments. They're not going to do anything. And then the offensive line is starting to look a little bit iffy, depending on who they're playing. Because if you can get to Russ, you basically just neutralize that whole team. The defense can't get no stops, and then Russ is having a hard time on offense. You basically just neutralize it. So the Seahawks, they're probably going to take that division. But I'm looking beyond that. That's a Super Bowl contender right there. And if they have a game like that in the playoffs, it's over. I didn't say they happened to Brady against the Saints. They hit Brady like 16, 17, 18 times. They neutralized them completely. Well, that's what they did to LeBron James effect to Tom Brady. They did basically what, uh, Dan, what is it? Pop, what he does with the Spurs. They're basically doing what they did to him. They're realizing, okay, we got to shut down everybody else. We can neutralize everybody else. We ain't got to worry about Tom. Because he can't do it himself. It's not like he can run. True. Very true. <laughs> so it's not like he can run. That man so, runs like a baby deer. I mean, I always wanted to see him and uh, Peyton Manning do a 40-yard dash together. No, I want to see him oh, and uh, Vince Wilford do a 40-yard dash. <laughs> really? Vince we'll work out that one. I, I will give him a look. As much barbecue as Wilford eat, I believe he'll win. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, it, it sucks, though, because, like, the trade that passed, Seattle seems like one of those teams that would have benefited greatly if they had traded for Stefan Gilmore. Yep. That would have improved their whole passing at least by 50%. Yeah, you put him out there with Jamal Adams because he, can, he, he can't do it all. Yeah, like, even, do something. Sign Deion Sanders out of out of retirement. You see him in those commercials. Right. He looks oh, like man, he can run. Still run. <laughs> He can run. He can run as much as any corner they have right now. Uh, that's definitely true. And I, I don't know what's going on. I guess they feel like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think that's a mentality right now in Seattle. But they're seeing, they're seeing. Okay, well, if we can get Russ going and we can just jump out to a, a big lead, then we're okay. So they're leaning heavy on that offense, and that's why I'm just saying they might have to hit that panic button soon because. Like, even this week, they're playing the Rams. The Rams have a very good defense. They can neutralize Russell Wilson. Yeah, that, that'll be a really interesting game. Oh, yeah, that's actually one of my picks this week. Oh, sweet. Yep, definitely one of my picks this week. So, both I mean, you guys saying the Buccaneers. Yeah, yep. it's crazy It's crazy to think. It could be worse for, uh, for Seattle as a whole, just because you look at the last few seasons and – their offensive philosophy has been running the football. Imagine oh, yeah. if they were running the football while getting torched through the air. They could be like, you know, a two-win team right now. Yeah, that's true. That is really true right there. Jason, you got any final comments on it? Um, If they can actually get this show going, if they can get this greatest show on turf back on track, because I feel like the way they're not using Gronkowski the way Gronkowski been used in the past, so, you know, take him out of the equation. If you can get Godwin, Brown, Evans, 
everybody on the same page and the offensive line get back to doing their job, I feel like this shit going to turn around. Hey, Jason, I got a question for you. I know we're about to move to the next segment, but I got to ask you this question. Go ahead. So we're just going to ignore all these bad passes that Tom Brady had in that game? Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Now, I'm I, just I completely saying. give Tom all his licks for this game, but I will admit to a few things. Hey, it was um, Tom Brady written all over this game. Like I said in my post that night, if I hit you in the chest with the ball and you don't catch it, it's not the quarterback's fault. If I hit yeah, you true. in the hands and you in single coverage and you don't catch it going out of bounds, that's that's not the quarterback's fault. If I that's get great. hit mid-throw because the O-line failed me, that is not the quarterback's fault. That is his old. But, it's not his fault, but it's Danny Dimes' fault every time he do it. Now, 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 now. Danny Dimes, no good and well, he's supposed to tuck that. Tom Brady, no good and well, he's supposed to tuck that, too, and just take a sack. <laughs> Three picks, Jason. Three picks. Look, mind you, one of the picks was quintessential. The exact shit that happened in the first game against the goddamn Saints. Mm-hmm. They didn't finish the route. The first time it was Godwin that didn't finish the route. This nigga stopped running and looked back, and the ball went over his head. This time, Antonio Brown did it. Mind you, we can't be mad at Antonio. He just got the playbook a week ago. But goddamn. Playbook a week ago. Finish the damn route. You live with Tom Brady. I don't want to hear nothing about no playbook a week ago. But the same shit happened on the same exact play. He stopped short in the route and looked back, and the ball went five yards over his head. I mean, Tom Brady would have shoot him out, then he would have, you know, <laughs> obviously Tom Brady didn't shoot nobody out in the second, like, in the locker room in this game, because there was no adjustments made or anything, and then Tom Brady like, just came out making bad passes. I so feel like, like Tom Brady went to the locker room with that with that awkward silence where your mama knows she's supposed to beat your ass or something, and the fact that she's not saying nothing makes you even more scared than if she was actually yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what he looked like when he was sitting on the bench, for real. Every time he sat on the bench. You noticed that he was sitting by himself. Nobody was sitting around him. Bro, no, they ain't want no piece of that, bro. They ain't want no piece. Because what happened? Super Bowl, man. What was it, a game or two ago when he on the sideline cussing out the entire O line for all the penalties? Mm-hmm. Man, look, I would hate to be Tom Brady kissing you. You ain't got whoop me. <laughs> I mean, that's great. But let me ask you a second question, right quick. I promise I'm about to move to this next this next segment, Josh. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you uh, another question right quick. So, Jason, how do you feel? Do you accept uh, Drew Brees as your Lord and Savior? Oh, no, because he's fluky, too. He For some reason, losing the playoffs is his special special ability. Yeah, but he ain't fluky when it comes to playing against Tom Brady. You better go look up the stats. I mean, he's been <laughs> dominant over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's just, you no, know, he's been dominant over Tom Brady. Look up well, the stats. First of all, they, how many times have they ever played? Uh, this makes seven. Okay, how many times Brady ever played Rodgers? Well, he only played Rodgers like, what, four or five times? Exactly. So if I never played you and you get the best of me, what the fucking do? <laughs> really, Jason? We ain't got no tape on these motherfuckers against us. It is what it is. I'll take the L. The L is obvious. 38 to 3 is obvious. Being swept by a division opponent is obvious after 20 years, dog. I know he wish he was still in the, in the, in the AFC. Hey, I, he so he I wish he was too. I wish he was too in the red, white, and uh, blue. You know what I'm saying? Because we would we'll be probably have a winning record right there. No, the hell. It's just some games. No, the hell, y'all. Won. You know what? You do know what a quarterback sneak is, Matthew? 
Yes. Do you know Tom Brady's record with a quarterback sneak? I've watched Cam Newton quarterback sneak his way to a victory, which was very impressive, by the way. But I, no, 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 no. See, if Tom Brady would have played the Seahawks in that game, we would have beat the Seahawks. Oh, we my God. Die. No, no. Well, no, no. Hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. All Cam had to do, all Cam had to do was get three yards. Couldn't do it. No. If Cam did if Cam can't do it, why can Tom Brady do it? Because Cam decided to run away out the pocket. Brady says, fuck that. Y'all pushing me into the goddamn touchdown. I ain't about to try to go left or right because I can't run. So we're going to go straight up this gut right now and get this goddamn touchdown. Cam like, I'm going to zigzag. I'm going to juke a motherfucker and get hit at the three and get knocked down. And yeah, so we so look, there's, there's different styles of play. Shit happens. They were, no, Tom you know what? Know. You know what? That, that might work because they'll try to sneak forward. And somehow tackle him a little too aggressively, and then he'll get a flag. And I, I'm just there's different ways to get this shit done. <laughs> the only reason Tom Brady would have got the touchdown is because he's skinnier and he can slip through a smaller hole. Look, look, Thank look, you look, very look, much. Liability. It's conditions, baby. However, the job get done, it get done. Just know that quarterback sneak would have worked. We would have beat the Seahawks. I ain't got time for you and your BS. I'm moving on to the next subject. Yeah, you, you, you do that. Waste. Always <laughs> spitting this blasphemy out your mouth. I can't deal with you. I'm just saying. Emily, it's alright. I'm gonna beat your ass in a second later. Anyways, though. Shit. Shush. Anyways, though. <laughs> I just want to do a little quick shoot from the hip to the Bills fans that will potentially listen to this podcast. And you can also follow us on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Everything's going in the bio from now on, by the way, Josh. So they can easily access us. Alright, cool. And so uh, I know that we're all, or they are, all happy about this Bills win against the Seahawks. That's nothing to be proud of. I'm highly upset with Josh Allen because I was a believer, and you just gave me a Baker Mayfield moment when he played the Cincinnati Bengals. That was a terrible defense, and you took advantage of it. That's your job. But I'm still not a believer, okay? Y'all need to calm down. There is still a problem here. He cannot play against good defenses. And for some reason, the pass game just disappears against good defenses. So, no, relax a little bit, Bills fans. Relax. Now, if y'all somehow beat the Cardinals, then we can probably have a little bit of the Kool-Aid. But until then, just drink water. It wasn't that deep. Just drink a little bit of water. It wasn't that good. That's all I had to say on that situation right there. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, I, I think I think they should be fine. Um, they're not gonna they're not gonna be amazing, obviously. They're in a two game winning streak at seven and two. That's great. But I'm looking at the rest of their schedule. We got about three games or so that look to be at least at least challenging. And I feel like if the games are gonna be challenging, Josh Allen's gonna lose. You got. You got Miami Dolphins on their heels. Because of the new because of the new playoff rule, Buffalo is going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, winning the division outright or maybe Miami sneaks up on them and takes the division, who knows. But they're going to make the playoffs. Now, are they going to do anything in the playoffs? No. I I don't believe so. Their pass defense has gotten a little bit weaker over the last few weeks. I don't think their defense as a whole is all that good anymore. 
So we're going to need to see last week's Josh Allen more often than not in order for the Bills to win. Okay, Josh, so let me ask you a question. So I sent you a link, and it was a playoff picture if it was a start. And right now it looks like they will be playing the Raiders. So do you believe the Bills could beat the Raiders if the playoff started right now? Yes, I do. I. That's their easy I, win to the next round. I don't want to say it. I do think they could beat the Raiders. But I don't think it will be a blowout. I don't think it will be an easy win. But, yes. Only probably about three. I'll give them about three if that game happens. Yeah, three or four. Mm-hmm. That's it right there. Jason, you got any comments on the Buffalo Bills? Because you know the Patriots might not win a division, but they could after that game they played. Um, I I only hope they win another five games just to just to make it eight and eight. Um, just to you know at least give me some type of semblance of you know it wasn't all bad. But uh, I hope the uh, Dolphins you know beat the Buffalo Bills in their division. Because fuck the Buffalo Bills. Um, <laughs> I, I will, I will concede to Tua this year, but I will not concede to Josh Allen. <laughs> You'll concede like to Tua, but you will not concede to Josh Allen. Fuck no. Um, let's see what else. Wait, can I, think about this? I know I've been. I know I basically flipped the switch on Josh Allen, but there has to be a level of common sense here. Oh, no, 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 no. See, it ain't got shit to do with common sense. It ain't got shit to do with football. It's just I refuse to let the Buffalo Bills get anything, anything ever. Uh, the <laughs> Dolphins, they get they, I will, I will let you have it. You, you said every year, and it, it, it happens every year. The Dolphins take a game off. It is what it is. It is what it is. You know, they take a game off us to go on and go to the Super Bowl. It happens. But um, and I'm willing to let the Dolphins become something again because they were once a great franchise with Dan Perino. But um, the Buffalo Bills history has taught me one thing and one thing only: they love to not be shit, and I, they will continue to not be shit as long as I'm a Patriots fan. <laughs> um, I mean, you haven't been a Patriots fan all year. Oh, I've been a Patriots fan. It's just I have been a um, quiet one. <laughs> These motherfuckers oh, that you should be proud of. They, they, you took the midnight train to Tampa Bay and you hey, just look, stayed. That's look, all. I, I refuse to keep repeating myself every podcast. Look, he was my quarterback <laughs> for 20 years. I'm allowed to still be a fan of this man. It is what it is. You're, you're allowed to, but it seems like you defend him at every turn. Because y'all trying to make it seem like the word G O A T ain't already stamped on the back of his head. Man, he keep defending him. It's good <laughs> Whatever for he does now is just extra. What what's on the back of his head is fine. We got to look at what's on the front of his head right now. Yes, and it's called a defensive back from the Saints. That's what's right. on the front of his head. <laughs> right now it's thirty-eight to three. It is look. <laughs> I'll say, you know what? I'll take that thirty-eight to three, because my twenty-eight to three was way more glorious. Yo, twenty-eight to three was way more coming. glorious. I knew that was coming. <laughs> of course, it's way more glorious. 
But it's like, why go even bring that up? You know why? He didn't play for the Buccaneers and that happened. He played for the Patriots. Exactly. It's about them. No, and, don't try to flip the subject. It's about them. About, this conversation is about his GOAT status because y'all try to act like this man ain't already accomplished this. No, well, no, no. I mean, I mean, honestly, Drew Brees took the GOAT status when he beat him <laughs> twice in one year. Whoop the fucking do. <laughs> Somehow Drew Brees can't beat the Falcons twice in one year. So how special is that? It's the Falcons, dog. You know the Fal- You know Atlanta and New Orleans is rivalry states, right? Uh, sure. So no, seriously, only one of them been to the Super Bowl, and the other one wasn't involved. Hey, oh, what a Super Bowl! Correctly, one, yeah, of one, yeah, one won the Super Bowl. But I'm not even gonna get into that because that was against my coach, and I have my feelings towards that. That's a conspiracy theory, if you ask me. Uh huh. Yeah, we're not gonna get into that though. I don't need nobody burning down my house when I say what I feel on that. But um, anyway, what what which topic we on? Because apparently y'all got me off track. I mean, catch you off track because you was talking about the Buffalo Bills, and then you just went to this whole spiel about you said fuck the Bills. Oh yeah, back to the yeah, Buffalo Bills. <laughs> me and them fish got a much better relationship than me and these Buffalo because if you guys don't remember, the Buffalo Bills went to four straight Super Bowls back in the day and all, lost all four of the bitches. I mean, we remember that clearly. You can never forget that. So, yeah. You know, it is what it is. Let's go Dolphins. <laughs> hey, man, we could actually, the Patriots could catch the Dolphins and pass them, but, and we already have one game up on them, but, well, this is about to be a rough road, bro. Our, our next six games about to be a doozy. Man, look here. I was very, I was very impressed and very happy with uh, Cam Newton's performance. It, was, it had nothing to do with the Jets. It just had to do with the way he held himself in that game. Because but I know Bill Belichick forces. I'm just saying, though, Joe, boy, Joe, boy, you don't understand. I had a whole meme ready. I had Joe a picture of Joe like Flacco with a goat on his head. Who the hell told Joe Flacco he allowed to play good football again? You talking about that Joe Flacco, boy. You talking hey, about? I, <laughs> I, was, I was so happy with that game because in my home league in fantasy, I was up by eight. On the guy who was eight and zero, and I was up by eight, and all I had left was the Patriots defense, and I was like, "Damn, there's no way I'm winning this one." We're against <laughs> the Jets with Joe Flacco. God damn it! And then I look in like the fourth quarter, and it's like, "Oh shit, I have a chance." <laughs> the Patriots defense isn't doing nothing. And then at the time the game ended, I won by like five points. So I hate Joe. I'm not a Joe Flacco <laughs> fan, but thank you, Joe. Well, Joe Flacco out there playing his heart out. He just took Sam Donald job. Hey, man, look, if I was Sam Donald, bro, I'm calling my agent immediately. Get me out this shithole. Too bad the trade deadline passed already. Yeah, I'm just saying, man. He could take his injury for the rest of the year. Or well, he could I'll, just look, make a very disrespectful tweet like uh, Tack did for Atlanta. Go ahead. Oh, man. Look, he got to play me like Kawhi. My, my quad is bothering me. So I Not don't want to play. <laughs> All you got to do is go get Mono. That is a great... Matter of fact, no, fucking go catch Corona for real. Go, go, go lick <laughs> No, up. no. Oh, hell no. You did not just Representing... Look, represent, he young. He'll be all right. Representing <laughs> football forecast, we do not... <laughs> we do not share the same opinion. I mean, look, all we you got to do... not endorse is an lick American a criminal window. called COVID-19. <laughs> 
I do not endorse he got to do. the American criminal. And once he heal, he can just, you know, go, go go to another team, be a backup somewhere, you know. Get a boy some hope, you know. Shoot. How about he just send a tweet and just call it a day, man? He ain't got to catch COVID. Nah, bro. See, Jets fans don't give a damn about no tweet. You're going to be here until your career is in the trash. Look what happened to Geno Smith. <laughs> what career did Geno Smith have to start with? Exactly. Look at what a career Sam Darnold had to start with. Nothing. <laughs> Boy, look here. At the end of the day, Sam Darnold stays. <laughs> Sam Darnold, he's going to go. Adam Gates is still going to stay. Anybody, anyways, anybody wondering what's going on with this? Why does he still have a job? Uh, I, I told you that a few weeks ago. I think that they're, first pick. Yeah, they're trying to make sure for an absolute fact. Maybe, maybe they want to go 0 16 on purpose. Look here, if I'm goddamn Trevor Lawrence, I'm playing another year at college football. I'll be damned if I end up with the Jets. Yeah, I mean, they got a few good pieces. If Adam Gase is gone, then I think that the Jets will be fine. A fine landing spot. Denzel Mims is a beast. I'm just saying I that mean, now. I mean, if you really look at it, I felt like I was watching a college football game. Joe Flacco was out there reliving his past. You see how, you see how pretty he was throwing the ball? He's just throwing yeah. it all over that defense. Just bombing it. Yeah, I'm saying it again. During the uh before the draft happened, I was saying Denzel Mims is my favorite wide receiver in the class. I remember. I'm saying it again. I was really disappointed that he went so late and to the Jets. I was kind of pissed about that, but you know, he's making the most of it. Yeah, that's all you can do, especially when you go to New York. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Well, we're going to go ahead and jump into the next topic. I know players are getting re-injured. Some players are coming back. But, Josh, what you got for us this week? Because it's been kind of quiet, if you ask me, as far as injuries. Nah, it's not It's not really quiet. Oh, uh, maybe my oh. Is not. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I got like 100 <laughs> notifications by now. This person's injured. That person's injured. IR. Coming off of IR. It's been silent. Well, yeah, well, the San Francisco 49ers, but it's been my neck, my back, my knee, and my crack. <laughs> Everything <laughs> hurts in San Francisco 49ers. Oh, boy. Josh, who you got for us, my man? Jason, I think we might have lost Josh. Uh, Hello, Josh, you there? Yeah, he gone. Oh, we lost Josh. It's cool, though. I'm going to stop this recording. Suffered concussion. He's unlikely to play. Uh, At this point, it's tomorrow night against the Titans on Thursday. Washington quarterback Kyle Allen dislocated his ankle. He is done for the season. Alex Smith is his replacement. So that'll be really fun to watch. Texans running back David Johnson suffered concussion. He is in concussion protocol. So at the moment, he's questionable. We're not too sure. We're not too sure what's going on with him yet. Lions Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford just came back from, I believe it was COVID, COVID list. He suffered concussion. Yeah, he was on the COVID list. Yeah, he's good. He suffered concussion. And he said he was feeling good after after the game last week. So it looks like he should play. 
Chargers or uh, Chargers running back Justin Jackson suffered a knee injury really early in the game last week. He ended up coming back, so he should be playing this week. Uh, he only he only saw three snaps in last week's game. Okay. Buffalo Bills cornerback Tredavious White ankle injury. He's been uh, labeled as day to day, and he did not practice. He will not practice today. I'm sorry. So he is he's questionable for this week against the Cardinals. Okay. Running back, running back David Montgomery out of Chicago, also in concussion protocol. So at the moment we're we don't really have an updated uh, a good update on his status going into this week. Jaguars rookie receiver Lavisca Chenault with a hamstring injury. They said he has a chance to play this week against the Packers. Uh, my Broncos tight end, Albert O. Tore his ACL and he is done for the year. Dolphins wide receiver Preston Williams. He's been put on IR with a foot injury. He'll be out for at least three weeks. Uh, this one hurts. This one sucks. Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey. That's how they he just came back from his uh, from his high ankle sprain just to suffer a shoulder injury, and they said he's not expected to play this week. Damn. Patriots running back Damian Harris suffered a chest injury on Monday night. He is questionable, but it's interesting to note that Sony Michelle could possibly be returning. So For real? Yeah. Oh, man, he's a key piece of the offense. Sonny Michelle's been a bit of a bum lately. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 that may play out of his ass at all. Yeah, so if I were the Patriots and Damon Harris could play, I would absolutely get him more work than Sony. Yeah, I agree with you. But for some reason, Sony, he's one game on, one game off. But he's two games on, two games off. I think it's more of one game on and three games off. <laughs> I agree with Josh. <laughs> oh, come on, man. He, he had a great rookie year, but after that... Look, oh, out of all the Georgia running backs we got uh, that was actually drafted into the NFL, he's given me the least. Everybody else has given me more production than him in the first three years. Are you talking about just for the Patriots or just overall? Overall, everybody else has had a better career. Look who he plays for. You never know who's going to get it with the Patriots. But when you do get it, you can at least do something with it. <laughs> He's a rhythm player. Shit. Look what happened to rhythm players. Look at Tiger. Yeah. Rhythm until he was rhythming his ass up by the goddamn uh, Rams. No, that's his knees that did that. His knees did that, sir. I still want my refund, though. I'm not happy with my results from uh, Tiger this year. <laughs> I don't think fantasy football gives that refunds. Oh, no, I don't want a refund for fantasy football. I just want Arthur Blank to take the rest of Tiger of his contract and distribute it across Atlanta. Because we deserve it. Ah. Huh. Yeah, because, I mean, my the return on the investment is not working. You know, the Atlanta fans got excited. Oh, we got a former Bulldog. He's going to be our running back. He used to be a top five running back in the league. Yeah. And Adrian Peterson can give me better work than him. Um, Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Um. One game, y'all wanted that man not to score a touchdown. So, you know, make, make up your mind. Make up your mind. 
I mean, I understood why. I don't trust that defense either. <laughs> That's a damn shame. <laughs> you, you watch the same things I watched this week. You tell me, look here, if I was the coach, I would have called the same thing. Do not score. I would have cried, though, so you can see how serious I am. I would have been like, look at your defensive teammates. Look at the scoreboard. <laughs> Do you trust them with your win? <laughs> oh, my God. If the Atlanta Falcons defense ran for president, they can use all the propaganda in the world to say this will be a terrible country with these motherfuckers. And it's true. Do you see what they did? <laughs> yeah, let, it's, it's completely and entirely true. Let Matthew Stafford come back with 30 seconds left and win the game. Yeah, that's exactly what they left. Exactly. <laughs> Anybody that plays the I'm putting this way. Anybody that plays the Atlanta Falcons defense and they got like two minutes left on the clock and they just scored. That bitch is going to be over there dancing and happy because you basically just guarantee yourself a win. Like, really? Matt Ryan probably said, please, coach, keep me on the field. Ty Gurley said, no, nah, I want my one. I haven't ran this long in a long time. <laughs> my knee feeling good today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I feel like that's kind of what happened. He was in the zone, bro. I ain't had a I can save the day. That's probably what he said. <laughs> he broke two tackles on the way to that touchdown, too. Boy, he'll feel himself. I'm just saying, boy. Like, he's like, I can save the day <laughs> right now <laughs> with a score. The one he time he produces. The That's the one thing I told you before he went out to the field. <laughs> what did I say? I gave you one job. He's like, Coach, don't worry about it. I saved the day. <laughs> save the day. Save the day. Have you seen our secondary? Have you seen our secondary? <laughs> And then the Lions win at the end, and then it's like the whole Homer Simpson meme goes back into the bushes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn, bro. <laughs> he did everything that he could. <laughs> all he had to do was just get down, bro. That's all he had to do. <laughs> this man, how do you forget the last minute you're not supposed to score? Uh, I'm gonna finish these injuries real quick. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Uh, the last, the last guy I have that's out is the Cowboys' rookie cornerback Trayvon Diggs. He's actually one of the very few bright spots of the Cowboys' defense. He's been playing pretty well. He broke his foot, and he's gonna be out for four to six weeks. Damn. We do have a few returns though. We got Browns running back Nick Chubb, hopeful, what? hopeful for this week. Uh-oh. Coming back from his MCL sprain. Uh-oh. We got Eagles running back Miles Sanders coming back from his knee injury. I'll talk about him a little bit later. Okay. Running back, my boy Joe Mixon from the Bengals coming back from his midfoot midfoot injury. Mm-hmm. 49ers could be getting back Raheem Mostert and Devo Samuel. Ooh. So that'll, that'll be a big boost to that offense. And it's possible we'll see Seattle running back Chris Carson coming back from his mid-foot sprain. I mean, I don't know how it's going to help that secondary, but hey, if it works. Oh, they can run the clock down with him. So there we go. No, they wouldn't run the clock down with him. They're throwing the ball. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when you go out there and you actually trademark the phrase, let Russ cook, you're just telling us, yo, what's a run game? (laughs) We both, everybody on this podcast knows that the Seahawks got something against running the ball. Let's be clear. 
four it's scores so weird, ten years ago, that run game was carrying the team, and you see how that worked. Yeah, but so then crazy. somebody was... whispered in their ear and said, "Don't give it to Beast Mode. Let Russell win the game." And we see how that went. <laughs> it's so crazy because just last year they were under that run first philosophy. Yeah, I did. I don't know what happened this off season, but. I mean, they got something beautiful with DK. DK Metcalf and Russ, and it was like, you know what? Let's see what happens. You gotta try yeah. something new after a while because it's not—it's not giving you, you know, wins. It's not giving you wins, so you're not getting Super Bowls. So Especially you gotta change the defense. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Seattle used to be known for defense. I know, right? And the same guy that made that defense went to go coach the Falcons and lead them to nothing. What what could have possibly happened between the Seahawks and the Falcons? Boy, Jason, that's a podcast for another day. I ain't going here with you on that. (laughs) I told you I got to do a suit fitting. I ain't going here with you. (laughs) I got to go get fitted for my tux and get me a tearaway suit so I can do my wrestling angle at my sister wedding. Yo, you got to get that on a video. Oh, we don't have it on video. (laughs) Jason's going to be on the microphone. He's going to be JR. I'm going to have a tearaway <laughs> suit. I'm going to show her. I'm going to show her a fiance how to sell a Stone Cold Stunner. And she got to hit him with it. And just oh, when man. you think the match is over, we're going to have your daddy run down the aisle to steal chair talking about he not the one. He not the one. <laughs> Who daddy going to run down the aisle? Oh, yeah. Your daddy can't run. Never mind. Exactly, boy. You know he ain't running down the aisle. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> Don't say my daddy going to run down the aisle. Talking about my dad gonna throw something down there. It was either that or when they say if anyone objects, speak now forever, hold your peace. I was gonna have the DJ play Seth Rollins music and I was gonna come running around the corner, bow legged as hell, like he did at WrestleMania <laughs> with a briefcase. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking when they do objections, that's when <laughs> that's a new dad lifts up his hood. It's like it's me, Austin. <laughs> And now you're gonna be like when Shawn Michaels put that camera down and turn super kick somebody in the face. <laughs> he was the cameraman the entire time. Oh man. I mean, I'm just saying, they're gonna be like, yo, where does commentator table come from? Why <laughs> Matt got a referee outfit on? Be here live at the wedding of Morgan and Sam. Now nah, you ain't gotta do all that. When she hit that stunner, all I need you to do is just start yelling out, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Just say he broke him in half. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> Someone, <laughs> someone got to fly through that cake. Oh, Lord, they're going to get mad as hell if somebody do that. <laughs> they're going to be mad as hell if somebody do that. We're talking about, I'll spear somebody through that cake if they let me. Shoot. I'll be like, Roman Reigns in that thing. I'll do yell and everything. Hey, just oh, know, when, we get these, when I get my tuxedo, it doesn't have to put rental insurance on it. How did you get cake on the back of this tuxedo? Look, I paid for the insurance, didn't I? <laughs> yep. So, you know, you, gotta, <laughs> you don't get paid out. to ask questions. Exactly. You get paid to take your suit back. <laughs> Exactly. Mind your business. Go wash it. Do what you gotta do. Resell it. You tell them the story. It's gonna become a legendary suit. Put it in the glass frame. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Autograph hey. that bitch. Oh, yep. There you go. Put Petty Guy autograph on it right there. Say Petty, bitch. There you go. <laughs> gonna kill it. Alright, my guy. So, Josh, you say you're done with your pitch. I know we scoured off. It's always good talking to you. So, I don't, I don't really <laughs> even care for it. It's always fun talking to you guys. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm done with the injuries. All right, so let's go ahead and go into these quick picks. Uh, let's see here. We'll go ahead and start with the lock of the week. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. I'll knock this one out right quick. Mine's is pretty simple, especially since I just found out Nick Chubb is back. 
I'm taking the Browns over the Texans. The Texans' defense is trash, and Baker Mayfield loves trash defenses. So he'll have him a great game, but it's not going to be like a huge blowout. I got the Browns being the Texans 30 to 20. My lock of the week. I got the Packers over the Jaguars. I don't think this one's this one's isn't overthinking at all. Aaron Rodgers has a 24 to 2 touchdown interception ratio. Jaguars have the 29th ranked defense. Packers have Aaron Jones. And the Jaguars have Jake Luton. I don't think it's going to be close. Shit, my lock of the week is the Buccaneers over the Panthers. This, really? is about to be a, this is about to be a revenge game. <laughs> I swear. I swear. Tampa is your lock every week. Look, look ah, do you even give the other teams a lock? They have to redeem themselves after that. I feel like you said that last week. They ain't lose two times in a row. <laughs> well, you sound like me when my favorite wrestler loses a wrestling match. How dare you let this happen? You have to redeem yourself. Like, but no. outside, of my, outside of my bias, I think the Lions against Washington is the like, real life of the week. Really? Because Washington should lose this game handily. I actually have Washington winning that game. Interesting. I mean, the Lions aren't that good, man. They always fall below their potential. Like, well, Washington really ain't good either. We know Washington's not good. But they got a good defense of some sort. And we're still not sure yet if Kenny Galladay is going to be playing. True. So that'd be a huge blow. Very, very, very true right there. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. My upset of the week is really controversial. Uh-oh. Uh, nah, it's only going to be controversial to, you know, Seahawks fans. I'm taking the Rams over the Seahawks this week. Huh. Well, with a super cup and Woods and golf might, you know, resurge for the first time because he's been wishy-washy. Man, it's possible, you know. I, I mean, if everybody's lighting up the Seahawks defense, I feel like Jared Goff can use this as a as a little cheap way of saying, hey, man, I heard y'all were doubting me in L.A. Let me show y'all why y'all shouldn't. Uh, then we'll see what happens till next week. <laughs> right. I mean, but this will get them over for this week. That will get the fans drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, they're, just, they're not even going to look at I don't even think people really look at the fact that the Seahawks have a bad defense. I feel like us and everybody else, as far as analysts and everything, basically are sitting here like, hey, the Seahawks defense is really, really bad. You should really look at that. And everybody's like, you know what? Nah, man, let Russ cook. And then Russ and then the Seahawks give up 44 points to Josh Allen. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I have Seattle winning that one, 31-24. Oh, I can see that right there. Rams, I mean, 27 I, I hope. I hope Cooper Cup has a great game. I'm starting him in my home league, so, you know, that'd be awesome. Yeah, Rams got a defense to this. Uh, they could disrupt Russ in his game, and then you know how the Rams are on offense. One minute, they're going to have a really – they might have a good passing game, but they're going to be dominant on the ground. They'll put together a close game to win. But the defense is good enough to keep Russ in check. That's the main reason why I'm picking them. I don't think Jared Goff is going to go off like everybody else has because he hasn't really had that moment yet. And I think we've seen as good as he's going to get. He's a system quarterback. I can so buy I, that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to like – I don't think he's just going to magically out of nowhere do what Josh Allen did for like the first three or four games. And then everybody's just sitting here like, oh, my God. 
yo, go look at Jared Goff. I feel like we've seen the best of him. He'll have an occasional game, but he's just a precision passer when he wants to be. And that's it. System quarterback, go out there, do your job, win games, go home. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's 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 weird. You would think that he would want to be a position quarterback in the Super Bowl, but that ain't none of my business. Oh yeah. Anyways, we know. <laughs> we know. My, we know. my what people consider the, the most boring Super Bowl ever. <laughs> what people consider it. Right. W. I call it a W for you ask me, but mm-hmm. Josh, what's your <laughs> upset for the week, man? My upset is uh my Broncos over the Raiders. Uh Las Vegas are five point five point favorites right now. Vegas has a 22nd overall defense. The 26th against the pass. True Lock seems to be getting in rhythm, and Jerry Judy over the last two weeks has 24 targets. So, I think that if True Lock and Jerry Judy can get together and start hooking up some more, I don't think it's going to be all that hard of a game. 28-20 Broncos. Ooh, okay. I think the Broncos might try to sneak into the playoffs. They're really good. Man, I thought we were going to win this week. We started making our comeback, and I was like, oh, here it is. And it didn't work. For the first time, for the first time, Atlanta held on. The best part about that is I bet on the Broncos to to do something against the Falcons. I picked their defense in my FanDuel team, and they let me down. (laughs) You picked their defense? Do you not realize the Falcons' offense is fire? It's the defense that's terrible. Man, the worst part about that game was we had the ball. We had a drive at the very end, and it didn't go anywhere. We could have tied the game, went overtime. I mean, somebody listened to my podcast, and they listened to all the shit I've been talking about for defense, so they just wanted to make me proud for one week. That's what I like to think, even though I know it's not possible. I just like to think that. I mean, they still have 27 points, so. I'm not surprised. (laughs) I'm not surprised at all. I mean, come on. Now it's the Falcons. True. That's what we do, man. We give up points and we lose close games. And then we also leave in the first half and we let you come back in the second half. That's our identity right now. You sound like you're pounding your chest. Right like, now, I'm proud of that. That's a career. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, but it is not a career, dog. Michael Vick would never allow that to happen. And I know I talk a lot of shit about the stuff when it comes to Michael Vick. But nah, he would I mean, never allow that to happen. <laughs> I mean, Vick don't play defense, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to put him out there in safety. I mean, he could do that. He could. I mean, we need we need one. Hey, who was the quarterback when Dion was the safety? When Dion was the quarterback back then? Oh, well, you know, Dion, I, nobody I no really idea. remember Atlanta. Nobody ever remembers I'll Atlanta Falcons. Nah. Nah. Even nah. don't hear a lot about. Like, we I think we literally have the least amount of players that actually just like greatest of all time. You can go to some teams. You could just name off like 10, 20 players. You can name off a couple with the Falcons, but like surefire Hall of Famers, a lot of them went to play for other teams like Brett Favre. Look, my favorite Atlanta Falcon of all time isn't even in the, in the Hall of Fame. Who you got? Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jason, what's your upset for the week? I ain't dealing with you. <laughs> I ain't dealing with you. Wow. That's like saying my favorite Minnesota Vikings player of all time was Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. Anyway. This man said Goldberg. Goldberg was the greatest pocket I ever seen. I didn't see that one coming. 
Yeah, damn. Right, Jason. My upset of the week is going to be the Chargers over the Dolphins. What? Wow. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> I, I have no, I have no good reason for this. I just feel like uh, Justin Herbert is due for a win. Okay. Even though I'll, I coming this week. I want the Dolphins to win for obvious reasons. But I feel like Justin Herbert been playing so good, and they've been losing so many games the same way the Falcons have. I think they finally just need one, and this they all just might be it. Who knows? The Chargers defense might take advantage of two being first in the game. I don't know. Talk about an identity. The Chargers have been known for losing close games and being hit with injury bug for years. Oh, that's oh. so true. They get hit with injuries before. Like, it's funny. Right when training camp starts, and you don't even step on the field. Just like right when you step on the ground, ACL injury. Man, I think the Chargers and the Eagles are like the most snake-bitten teams in the NFL. I mean, yeah. I probably got a glass quarterback. Oh, sure. Lord. Um, you and this glass quarterback thing, Liam Allen. I mean, look, somebody had to take the reins from Roethlisberger. Okay, he just passed the curse on. Really? Yep. Shaking my goddamn head. Game of the week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going with Cardinals over the Bills. I don't think the Bills are beating the Cardinals. The Cardinals are better than a lot of us expected. They're playing at that level that a lot of people thought about when Hop got traded there. This is one of those games where the Cardinals' defense is average. They can force turnovers. They can get stops. But Kyle Murray is special. He's out there doing everything. They're winning games. They're having a lot of fun. They're going to be a great playoff team. I'm falling back on my beliefs in Josh Allen because in a game like last week against a defense like that, I expect you to show up. This is going to be a more competitive game. Are you going to show up or are you going to depend on your running game? Are you going to have more running yards than passing yards again? I can't depend on this man. So, no. And I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I do. They both can air it out. I think Josh Allen's going to try to do a late-game comeback. But I do have the Cardinals putting up 38 on the Bills. They're going to win 38-28. I can see that. I got Arizona on winning that one 31-27. My uh my game of the week is on Monday night. I got the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. I knew it. <clears throat> I had to, man. I had to. I knew it. The Vikings are the average teams. Oh wow. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that, man. I wouldn't even say that. The Vikings are on a two-game win streak. Bears have lost four in a row. Since Dalvin Cook came back on his own between rushing and receiving, he's picked up over 470 yards. And he has scored six touchdowns in those two games. Dude is a monster. Jason, like, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the Vikings, but Dalvin Cook has has put new life into that team. New life? He's doing it by his goddamn self. Everybody do it by himself, bro. You just mad Tom Brady can't. Look here. Look here. Look here. Okay. I would be in a better place right now than Tom Brady was playing with the Patriots. Well, they ain't got nothing to do with it. We talk about Dalvin Cook and the Vikings, okay? 
Yeah, I was like, I'll be getting on Tom Brady again. The little look, cause he like to push my buttons, but neither he don't. Have a cook. I mean, right he like now. to talk about people he's, carrying. He just mad that his player can't do it. But I'm talking. Let's talk about Dalvin Cook though. <laughs> so you can go there right now. We just no, we're not starting it right now. Josh is I talking. <laughs> Josh is talking. Josh, you have the microphone. Thank you. <laughs> the Bears, they have a really good run defense, and they have not allowed a 100 yard, a single 100 yard rusher since Week Five, and Ronald Jones. In Tampa Bay, I think the Dalvin Cook will be the first one since since then. And Kirk Cousins has been playing really smart and really efficient, safe football. He has, I believe, four touchdowns, four touchdowns and no picks in the last two games since Dalvin Cook came back. So that just shows once you once he has a great running game like that. Thielen and Jefferson aren't going to eat quite as much, obviously, because he got the running game going. But that's good for the offense as a whole. It's good for the team. And I got Minnesota winning this one 26-23. And that's going to start the upward trajectory of the Vikings and the downward spiral of the Bears. Ooh. So you think this game is going to be the the start of the Camelback? I do. Nick Foles ain't going to do shit. I mean, you're right about that. <laughs> what are you going to do? Put Mr. Trubisky back in? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're really in a tough situation, dog. <laughs> but that's a lose-lose lose situation. They're out, there, they're out there trying to use Trubisky like the Saints use Taysom Hill. Yeah, Honestly, he looks he looks more efficient like that. Damn. Damn. They're going to make Trubisky a certified tight end. Well, that's all Taysom is. You say he want to be a quarterback. You 30, dog. <laughs> Stay a tight end. <laughs> you 30, bro. What team you about to go in at right now? I'm only gonna get about a good three years out of you. We haven't even seen you play a full game yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> At least I know James Winston blind, but he had eye surgery. He know how to eat W's. And he'll sling the ball. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean he got a track record. He got about he got a couple four thousand yard seasons on his hand. I think Taysom Hill got about maybe about three, four hundred yards combined for his whole entire career. My question is this: If that, when y'all watch tape after he threw the thirty-three interceptions, and the coach asked him, "So what was you looking at when you threw the ball?" He, that's how long it took him to find out he was blind. <laughs> he said, "I don't know. I can only see half the field." <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. It's kind of like you gotta remember, dog. Remember when Rocky fought Mr. T, and he was sitting in the corner, and he was like, "Yo, Mick, I think I see two of them." Like that's what it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is right now. Bro. He just he, he see two wide receivers, hey, but the problem is the other was a cornerback. He just does the wrong one. Yeah. Now, anytime the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had to play the Falcons, they know they wear the same colors. That was not fair to Jameis. He don't know who the hell was like playing the throw to. Oh, oh man, we're the 49ers. Yep, yep. Anytime you had to play a red color team, it was like they go my guy right there. <laughs> Oh man, I can't do it, Jason. Jason, <laughs> what was your game of the week? <laughs> so my game of the week was actually going to be the uh, Vikings versus the Bears. Oh, you gonna talk all that trash right after you talk trash about it? Okay. Look, because to be honest, what game is more interesting than two faulty quarterbacks playing against each other? Kirk Cousins Inter- is good. Got interceptions. You oh. know, we got turnovers. You don't know whose defense will actually get the job done. A horrible, a two 
terrible teams playing is a very exciting game to watch rather than hey, a blow. Hey, Matt, this just shows he hasn't been watching the Vikings since Dalvin Cook came back. No, no, this I is why that, I'm saying. That was <laughs> numerous of dollars on FanDuel in the past two weeks. I'm just Man, we we got to save this one for our final topic. Oh, no, no, no. Trust me. That's why I said save it. Because you, you got to hear what he says about it when it comes to this final topic. So we're going we to get there. We're going to definitely get there. Jason, did you name your game of the week, dog? Oh, yeah, you did. You said, uh, you said that BS. <laughs> you said that BS right there. I thought you were playing. I'm sorry. I really thought you was playing. I expected you to say something different, like maybe the Patriots versus the Ravens or something uh, like that. You're going to talk trash, and they go right back to this. How you going to talk trash about somebody else's pick? That's like going to a restaurant. And you know how you go to a restaurant, and you look at somebody else's food? You'd be like, how dare you pick that right there? Why would you ever do that? And then the way to come back and you say, you know what? I'll have what he's having. <laughs> That's exactly what that was like. Really? Right, so, since this, I was being verbally attacked about that. Uh, first of all, I would never pick the Ravens versus the Patriots because that game would be ugly as hell for us. Um, we, we ain't got to talk about that shit. Um, a better game of the week is probably going to be the 49ers versus the Saints because, yeah, whose defense shall prevail? Well, you know they're saying the Saints is looking like a Super Bowl team finally. Yeah, if they only get there. Uh, Josh, you a believer yet? And the Saints? Yeah, you a believer yet? They were, they were, they were my NFC pick for the Super Bowl before the season started. I kind of dropped off a little bit. I, I don't, I don't know. I gotta see if Michael Thomas can stay healthy. Okay. That's what it, that's what it all relies on for me. Well, it's not Michael Thomas. Drew Brees look old as hell. That's true. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's very true right there. All right, so that's that's interesting. That was your pick, Josh. We're back to you before we get to this final topic, and then you and Jason can go at it because I know y'all gonna go at it. <laughs> but it's time for fantasy football. Actually, before before we start this, um, I have the one prediction for the week. What you got? So, returning returning from injury, we got Miles Sanders. We got Dallas Goddard. Jalen Rager's fully healthy, and Alshon Jeffrey might be back. Carson Wentz and the Eagles are going to put up 30 points on the Giants. And this will be the first time all season they do so. And I, I think that this could be the start. If they could stay healthy, this will be the start of a team finally running away with the NFC East. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I like that right there. I like that a lot. And you said the Eagles were going to put up 30 points. For the first time all season. They have not done so. I believe they put up 28 once in a loss, but that's, that's the highest they got. Okay, Josh. Oh, man. I'm going to have to actually take that one right there and post that on Facebook. That's a good one. I like it. Thank you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Jason, I got one for you since, you know, you really ain't looking at that Patriots-Ravens game. I got one for you. Proceed. Cam Newton will have more total combined yards than Lamar Jackson. Interesting. Yes. That's really I told you. 
I told y'all I'm not a believer. And I'm sorry, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid when it comes to Cam Newton a little bit. Because even through the highness, yes, I was high watching that game. Even through that <laughs> and through the sleepiness, I like what I saw out of Cam Newton in this comeback. The way he carried himself because he looked like he wanted to quit. You know that look in Cam Newton now where he really don't want to play no more? Yes, yeah, that same look that put that towel over his head. Yeah, he had that look in his eye. But Jacoby Myers is becoming the go-to receiver. Well, he got two receivers now. He got the Kobe Myers and he got Bird. So he got two receivers that he liked. He put the ball in the air. And it worked. He can throw the ball. And I think he's better at throwing than Lamar Jackson anyway. Because I'm not trusting in Lamar Jackson's arms this year. I don't know what happened. I still feel like he's a very precision passer. But I'm sticking with what I said. He's going to put up more total combined yards than Lamar Jackson. He's definitely going to outthrow him. I mean, if they figure out how to win this game somehow, boy, it might turn our whole season around. I don't know. Y'all season's definitely about to be turned around. Dog. I feel like y'all played a very good game. I mean, yes, it, yes, it is the Jets. But nobody expected Joe Flacco to do what he did. And it's even more of a bold prediction when you consider Cam will be facing a tougher defense with less weapons around him than Lamar is. Yes. Yes. But when there's a Cam, there's a way. <laughs> yeah, that's my direction. And dreads we trust. Oh, you oh you right. Them dreadlock powers, they are real. The dreadlock powers are a real thing. I'm surprised Belichick can tell me to shave that shit off, but you know. You oh no, you, you can't disrespect the dreadlock powers. What you talking about? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Any more predictions before we move on to starts and sits? Nah, that's that's about it. All right, that's what you got for me this week. I kind of need all the help I can get. All right, my four starts start with quarterback Drew Locke at the Raiders. I picked this game for my upset of the week. Like I was saying, he's getting in sync with Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, and hopefully he can get back in the sync with Noah Fant. Noah Fant could be a huge boost. Jerry Judy saw 10-plus targets in each of his last two games. Like I said, 24 combined. And Locke has passed for six. I'm sorry, passed and rushed for six total touchdowns in the last two games. Raiders have 26 pass defense. And I think this is going to be a breakout game for Drew Locke. My next three starts are all wide receivers. I don't have a running back or a tight end this week. Okay. So I got Jacksonville wide receiver DJ Chark against at the Green Bay Packers. In six six of the last eight games, the Packers have allowed a 70-plus yard wide receiver. DJ Chark has at least 12 targets in two of the last three games. And Jake Luton actually looked pretty decent last week. He he ain't gonna he ain't gonna be able to beat Aaron Rodgers, but he will feed DJ Shark enough to make a nice score, a nice bit of points in fantasy. I actually had him in my lineup last week. Hey, there you go. Yeah, you know, you know, it's good when like ten minutes in, you look down and DJ Shark has like seventy, was it seventy-three yard touchdown? Yep. 
And you're like, hey, here we go. There we go, right there for the win. <laughs> uh, my my third start, Arizona wide receiver Christian Kirk versus the Buffalo Bills. Kirk has 78 yards and or a touchdown in each of his last five games. Like I said earlier, the defense for the Bills doesn't seem to be great anymore. They're 15th against the pass and they're 18th overall. They used to be they used to be looked at as one of the elite defenses, but I'm not quite sure what's happened to them now. Kyler Murray for the two last two games, he's thrown for three touchdowns. And that looks like it should continue and Christian Kirk should get some. My fourth start, Matt, you'll like this one. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown for the Antonio start. Antonio Brown. Because he definitely did disappoint me this week. I think I only got like maybe five, six points out of him. Terrible. Yeah, he didn't he didn't do anything last week. But he did get, I believe it was five targets, five or six targets in his first game back. Yeah, Brady he caught, loves him. He's gonna beat him. Exactly. You you know you know he's gonna be targeted a lot when as soon as he comes back, he gets targets right out the gate. He caught three of them last week for 31 yards. The Panthers are 20th against the pass, and Carolina's riding a four-game losing streak, even though they were really, really close against the Chiefs. Um, I think Tom Brady will bounce back, and Antonio Brown will be his go-to man. My four sits of the week, I have Thursday night, Ryan Tannehill against the Colts defense. Oh, yeah. Colts are number three against the pass. They are locked down. Yeah, um, the Colts. Problems. What was that? <laughs> he don't want those problems. <laughs> all year, all year, Indy has only allowed two games of a quarterback passing for three touchdowns. Damn right. I don't believe Tannehill will break that mold. And I feel like the Titans. This will be one of those games where we have to rely on Derrick Henry to, you know, grind out the clock and try to wear down the defense. It might it might work to some extent, but by the time Henry makes a real significant impact against the defense, there's not going to be enough time for Ryan Tano to light up the secondary. I also have quarterback Baker Mayfield against the Texans. The Texans are the worst in the NFL against the run. Um, if if uh, Nick Chubb comes back, him and Kareem Hunt, I think they will run all over the Texans. And if there's if there's more running, there'll be less. Uh, if they're if they're running more, they'll be running out the clock more. So therefore, there's less time on the clock, less pass attempts for Baker. So this is fantasy, so it's all about the stats, and I think that will, you know, eat into eat into the impact that Mayfield can make for your fantasy team. My third sit: all 49ers running backs at the Saints. Ooh. New, or- New Orleans is number two against the run. Uh, they have not allowed a 100. They have not allowed a. 100-yard rushing game total combined in three weeks. The last two weeks, they have the Saints have allowed 107 total. 
Jared McKinnon's pretty good, but it seems like him and Jermichael Hasty won't be able to cut it. And even if Raheem Mostert does return, he's still coming off an injury. So that's something to keep in mind. And my fourth is either wide receiver Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones. I don't think you should start either one of them. The Washington is number one in the league against the pass. Stafford, like I said, he he's feeling good. He should be back. But there's always a chance that he's not. And if he doesn't start, there's no way I'm starting either one of these guys. Especially since Galladay has a hip injury. So if Galladay doesn't return, it's it's really easy to just sit Marvin Jones. It's It'll be really difficult to bench Kenny Galladay considering his where where you got where you drafted him but yeah i don't think you should start either one of these against washington and that's it okay that's a very good list um i was shocked by the baker mayfield but i wouldn't make him like a necessary start either way because i mean texas defense is pretty bad but baker mayfield he's flip-flop yeah yeah mayfield can still have a good game while you know, not having a good fantasy game. If he's efficient and he has like one, you know, one touchdown and no turnovers, that's a good game for him. Yeah. It is a very good game. All right. Jason, you ready? Absolutely. Uh, Josh, you ready? Indeed. All right. I want a clean final topic. No shooting below the belt. Keep it about the two quarterbacks at play. No bringing up Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm fine with it. First of all, how am I not going to bring up Tom Brady when the receiver I'm about to talk about playing with Tom Brady? Jason, you know what I mean by I say don't bring up Tom Brady. Cause you, go, you go from proving your point to praising him as the GOAT. Prove your point. Just don't praise him as the GOAT right now. And about time. So, me and Jason had a great conversation earlier this week because we kind of just sit there and just brainstorm on different topics and different ideas. I was talking to him about the Chiefs, but he approached me with a better one. What if Cam Newton played for the Vikings instead of Kirk Cousins? Personally, I felt like Cam could make the Vikings offense more dynamic just off the fact that they would have to account for him too running. And in some cases, I can believe that Cam is more accurate throwing the ball than Kirk Cousins is. So with the receiving quarter they have, uh, Davin Cook being the monster that he is, and Cam doing unnecessary ass athletic shit, I think the Vikings would be a top five team in the NFL right now. Maybe even top three. If Cam plays like the Cam that was MVP that year over Kirk Cousins. Okay, Jason, that's your first argument on that? Yeah. Josh, you have the floor or the microphone? Yeah, you're going to be a little disappointed because I agree. I like Kirk Cousins a lot, but if if Cam didn't play in Minnesota, I think the Vikings at this point, they would be 5-3 and three or maybe 6-2. and two. Yep. I think that the the duo of Cam and Dalvin Cook will be absolutely unstoppable. You know, when you had 
RG3 and Alfred Morris in uh, Washington. Yeah. And they just – Alfred Morris ran all over all over the defense because you still had to keep in mind RG3. Right, had that count for the quarterback. Exactly. I think that would benefit Dalvin Cook even more. And Cam would have a lot more weapons with uh, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and Irv Smith. And I agree, my, Minnesota will be Super Bowl contenders. Okay, so even without Dalvin Cook, let's say if we took, let's say if we took Cam Newton right now, or the past couple of weeks without Dalvin Cook, and you throw him in that situation, do you think he would have did better than Kurt? I do. I, I don't think they'll be significantly better, but I do think he will be better than Kirk was. Kirk, Kirk wasn't, he hasn't been great uh, without Dalvin Cook. I don't think Cam would be obviously as good as Cousins is doing now, but he would definitely be a step up. Okay. I was actually shocked by that because I know how much you're a fan of uh, Kirk Cousins. You even had them going to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, I, I like Kirk a lot, but, you know, you got to, like Jason was saying, you got to take into account the rushing of the quarterback. I know I disappointed you guys and not giving you like a real argument, but <laughs> it's okay. Oh, the real argument is coming. Oh, what's okay. your real argument? Nah, no, we ain't gonna talk about that. No, no, y'all, y'all both gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, no, we're not gonna. No, we saving that. That's a special episode. <laughs> I, I will say though, it will be without without Cam Newton in New England. I feel like the Patriots could be zero and eight. I completely agree. I think Hoyer would give him one game. Uh, probably be against the Jets. Yeah, one game. Like I said, <laughs> Tom Darnold would have to be playing because the, the way uh Flacco was looking, yeah, guy, that shit was pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close. Tom Darnold just lost a job. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> lost your Flacco, job to old Flacco. That guy, that's a damn thing. <laughs> that's what happens, bro. Mold Flacco. Yep, that's what happens right there. He lost his job already. This man out here was out having a game. That offense looked good. I mean, yeah, they're playing the Patriots, but still. I felt like Joe Flacco leaned into the leaped into his coach and was like, why the heck like I did with a Super Bowl already? I mean, that's true, right? I mean, that's because nobody really gives him credit for that Super Bowl. Let's be honest. Flacco? No. Yeah, nobody gives him credit for that Super Bowl. So it's no. kind of like, yeah, you went to the Super Bowl, Ray Lewis won. But Ray Lewis don't play offense though. But nobody ever gives that man credit though. Somebody had to. Somebody had to score some points. Goddamn. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Just, just Jason, take the exact argument that you're talking, and just replace Joe Flacco with Eli Manning. We're not gonna Ooh. talk about that shit right now. <laughs> oh. You know what? I think I just need to start calling the final topic the final bell. <laughs> so everybody can just hash out their feelings on things. I mean, Man, that, that, it would have been really, really cool to see Cam in Minnesota because, like Jason was saying, the one win, the Jets going 0 and 16, Patriots going 1 and 15 with their one win against the Jets. Actually, no, there would be two wins, two and 14. Yeah. Back to back, one and two. Jets grab um, Trevor Lawrence. And the Patriots get Justin Fields. Well, and then, and then you got, 
And then you got Tua also in the division. And, of course, you know, Josh Allen. He yeah. can hold the basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He can hold the door open for, like, you know, the Jets and the Patriots. He'll just say, I'll see you soon. He's, he's holding it down. Holding it down at the basement. Oh, Lord. Holding it down at the basement. I can't deal. <laughs> I'll throw in this little piece when it comes to Cam Newton and uh, the Vikings. I understand both your points because you got to be a dual threat quarterback now in this league. I would love to see him with the Vikings, mainly because I feel like we'll get that Cam 2.0 from the MP, from the MVP season. I think he will have a career year with all those weapons. So do I. Have his be... most efficient passing year. He'll have his most passing yards ever. Like, he would do it all that year and win another MVP. Yeah, when you think about it, because Minnesota has more weapons than Cam's had in his entire career. Exactly. I think he has Steve Smith for one year. Yeah, Steve Smith for like one or two. But other than that, he he didn't have anybody. Maybe yeah. Greg Olson, but that's about it. Yeah, he left right. He left when CMC came in. Well, he got injured. Let's yeah, see. I think they have one year together. Yeah, he never. He never really had a wide receiver he can click with. He did help some wide receivers kind of boost their game up, like the rookie wide receivers specifically, but they never really, like, just took off and reached their full potential. But he walks into Minnesota. He has a lot more weapons that he can handle. That will be the happiest camper ever. He will always be dancing. Yeah, I agree. Calvin Benjamin and Devin Funches are bums. Remember those names? Yeah. Ah, boy, it was like yesterday. I don't remember when Devin Funches came to play for the Colts and only played, like, one game because he got injured. That <laughs> yeah, was then he, funny. That was a late. Yeah. And then he signed with Green Bay and opted out. Oh, yeah. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't blame people for opting out. I just think it's I just think it's pretty funny that Devin Funches finally has an opportunity to play with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, possibly even see, you know, like a big role, and then he just – doesn't do it. He could have had him a nice year, especially when Devontae Adams was out those games. Oh, yeah. He could have Al had Lazar him. being out? Yep. He could have had a year. Yeah, now his, now his career is basically over. Yeah, it's in the water. It's done for. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I do have to make this announcement. We do have a special show coming up. It's going to be our next show. It's going to be called Unpopular Opinions. And then also Jason and Josh have a huge debate over who is the best wide receiver of all time. Either one of you start. Don't you start. Because I've been sitting here looking at these <laughs> subliminal messages. And I feel like it's going to carry on until we actually have this debate. I'm right. excited for that episode. It's going to come up the next time we record. And it's going to be a blast. We're going to say all of our unpopular opinions, and we're actually going to grab some of yours, and we're going to talk about some of your unpopular opinions. So look out that. That's going to be our next episode right after I get these wisdom teeth pulled out and I'm able to talk again. Yeah. But it has been always fun talking to you guys. And we are at the end of our episode, guys. So from me, Matthew, Fantastic Matt, The Real Josh H., and Petty Guy, we want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. And if you do like this episode, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm going to post everything in our link. 
so you can know where to follow us. You can keep up with us and everything that we're talking about. And if you actually have something that you would like us to discuss, just send us a message. We'll sneak it in. But that's it for us, and we are out. You know what's funny? I thought we were about-